So, how was your week? It was more eventful than regular, for sure. Okay, why was that? I uh, decided to make a social appearance. Had a mutual friend have a birthday. Mm-hmm. She was turning 26, 27, I don't know, maybe 25. Is she, like, new to y'all's circle? Because I think on your Instagram I saw it was, like, Steven, you... Yeah, so... Felicitan, perhaps? Right, that's her circle, actually. Okay, y'all three, were, I think, were the only ones I recognized. Let's was... see if who was there. Yeah, that's probably the only people you would know. Um, okay. Yeah, it was actually... We were the ones there, and it was it was different. Because, at least for me, because everyone was, like, younger... Mm. Mm. and it was it was new like yeah. it was uh there wasn't there i hadn't had many experiences in my life up to this point where i was one of the older people in the social circle mm. in the social setting yeah and it was <laughs> i had never actually you know i don't know partied i don't want to say party but i've never congregated socially that way mm-hmm. and it was cool. It was cool. It was what, different. What's the pendulum here? Like, uh, what was a positive and a negative, let's say? And then what made it neutral? What made it, mm. like, what brought it all together? Positive, probably, uh, how welcoming everyone was. Okay. Um, it, didn't, it didn't feel too awkward at first. It was very just like, hey, here's a cookie cake, and here's some chips. And cookie cake? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, which was delicious. Honestly, that's my preference versus like a cake cake. <laughs> no, you're not the only person. I just, I think you're the second person I know who's like cookie cake. They're just the best because <laughs> everyone loves cookies and it's a big cookie that has icing on it. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, my unless mouth it's is like hurting. A, unless it's like a tres leches cake, mm. then that's like, that's a different ballgame. I but, have yet to have a proper tres leches cake. Like, well, you know what? When I, I have it, it's always like like a tres leche mm-hmm. innards mm-hmm. inside of like outside of in, in right, the guts. Right, 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 right. I like guava or guanabana, yep. but tres leche cake, it always comes out like dry. Mm-hmm. The ones I have had. Yeah. But I've. I don't know. I might take I know what back. you mean by. I think my wedding cake was tres leche. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel you. I'm trying to think through them and the like tres leche by itself. Crazy. Oh, disgusting good. Crazy. Yeah. But I'm sorry, you were no, saying No, it's cool. Actually, I should have prefaced with uh we went to dinner. So this the what I was talking about, the younger people, that was on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. But Friday evening, we went to dinner. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but we went to a place called Five Church. No, I have never been. <laughs> I've had kids for the last six years. I have never been anywhere. There is a place uh, in Atlanta called Five Church, and it's a bar. Okay, where? Uh, Like in Buckhead or something? I think it's... Does Buckhead still exist? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's literally right across the street from Stephen's old, well, Stephen's work building. So Oh, so like Atlantic Station or something? Not far. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it's in Midtown. It's like Midtown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just didn't know if it was like West Midtown or I'm not really good with Atlanta yet, but 
Yeah, I know when you said old you when you said fourth something when you texted that's me. That's what she said. I said, "You mean the old fourth ward?" Yeah, yeah. That, I think fourth that's what song. she said. That's, she was all <laughs> over the place. But uh Yeah, I showed them your Sparkles skating Which promo one? video. The one Sparkles made with you recording. Ah, yeah. And they were like, "What?" Oh, I was like, I have so many sparkle videos. And I was like looking through, but I was like, like, all right, I guess one of them. Please tell her to come. We would love to. And Steven bought a skateboard, so now he's going to skateboard with them on Wednesdays too. Um, they, why didn't he hit us up? I mean, he probably doesn't know that we're like right. skaters. That's, we're like skater skaters. Right, I know. That's, he probably doesn't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he, That's re, fair. <laughs> he rekindled his love for skateboarding because he grew up skateboarding Ah, too, well, so. okay. He got it. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, anyway, point is, I have to figure out more details because we were all trying to talk. Oh yeah, you're sober. good. There's there's so many scenes. Like yeah. I I follow most of the scenes like in Atlanta, most of like the meetup groups and stuff. But mm-hmm. that's why I was like, is it this one? Is it this one? Like who? What's the vibe? Because there's there's a lot that are like LGBTQ specific. Right, there's right, a lot right. that are like you know um we like to skate and drink at like the breweries on the belt line there's like that movement then there's like the real skaters who like inline skate then there's a bunch um a couple of my like skate friends they hit me up and they're like come to Atlanta we're gonna go like night skating and I'm just like I have children (laughs) (laughs) I can't right 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 exactly (laughs) but I will watch (laughs) yeah uh that's what uh, I mostly do like rink skating that's like the thing I focus on now that I have inlines I'll tr- adventure like my friend hit me up he was like hey how are your inlines and I was like I haven't put them on yet <laughs> sorry gotcha okay but rink I I focus more on the rink because I don't have to wear a helmet that's true it's air conditioned yeah you know and like there's like a different vibe at the rink outdoors and is like music yeah and like well outdoors you just like don't know and like the concrete isn't there's a lot more variables outdoor Absolutely. Variables, terrain, big big numbers, big big picture <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so. so yeah, the dinner the dinner was good, but I'm, so was the food. Mm. Um, what was the cuisine? It was a steakhouse. Okay, but I didn't know because the only time I had ever been to this place, which again is called Five Church, was for bar purposes. I didn't mm, even know it was like a nightlife. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd even been there one time for New Year's before. Wow. Yeah. Or that was one of the stops. And the whole time, you didn't even know they were a full functioning steakhouse. A whole steakhouse that was like appropriately priced. And because it was high end. Like I went in a suit. And I saw you guys were super dressed up. Yeah, which was cool. It was fun. It was nice to dress up like that. But also, damn, because that bill came and there was eight of us, including the birthday girl. So seven of us, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then. We asked the server, "Hey, how you want to split? How can you? How can you split this?" And, and they, they were said, like, "No, no." <laughs> they were like, "We can take a maximum of five cards, and we're just going to take the bill and split it five ways." Oof. And we were all looking at each other. Me and Steven knew right away, like, "All right, it's gonna be us two. Mm-hmm. And then I think Felicita, who was one of the ladies that was there, who mm-hmm. had uh, set up the whole thing mm-hmm. for her. I don't know if they're best friends. Not my place to say. I know they're great friends. They hang out all the time. But yeah. Anyway, her friend Jenna, mm-hmm. who's the birthday girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. Great food. Food was spectacular. 
crazy price tag. But because you guys are the older ones yeah. in the table. Yeah, and every like literally when we got there, people were like, I've never been here before. This place looks pricey. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like getting ready and I started like ordering drinks, just like kind of getting the mood. But overall, that's like less important. It was a lot of fun. A lot yeah, of fun. The but you were great. just kind of like getting your toes back into like more of a social circle, yeah. social scene. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, definitely. And then it was followed by the pool day, mm. which uh, I had actually missed one the weekend before, and I really wanted to go to that one because, mm. um, like, all of my close friends were going and, mm. like, people that I got really cool with lately, and, but I didn't go. But, um, yeah, I wanted, I, we went. It was a great time. The group is younger, so the vibe was different. Mm. Was it much, much more, like, TikTok-y? Yes, they're all actually, they do the same things, or at least within the same branches of the f- same field. So the guy... The boyfriend of the girl that lived at the place we were partying at, mm-hmm. he was a so he was an influencer. That was his job, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, he was just this like, you know, brolic, like on person. Yeah, he's always like ready to like video. Yeah, and like he was, he had a lot to say to everyone all the time about everything. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. Yeah. Um, because I didn't, my desire to communicate that way didn't come from a uh, social media perspective. It's mm-hmm. just like I like to do that. So, regardless of the reason they were reciprocating that energy, mm-hmm. I was just enjoying that talk. Yeah. And uh, overall, it was interesting mm-hmm. because there was like brand managers there and content managers there and. Mm you know creators and musicians digital marketers all <laughs> kinds of creators yeah and yeah, yeah. uh you know everybody's talking about how tiktok is like the new thing and it's just like this i was literally living through what felt almost like a whole social gap mm. they were talking about things that i was not involved with in my daily life at all mm, like what what does that look like well like you know i'm trying to get better at the talk okay what's but that tiktok Oh, the talk. I thought you meant the talk, like talking. Mm, oh, I should say tick then. Yeah. Um, they say the clock app. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that reference too. Well, there we go. I'll have to borrow that for next time. I'm around <laughs> them. Um, yeah, the talk, uh, the, the clock app. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get better at it. Okay. But they were talking about stuff that everyone had a ring light. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. were all talking about editing styles, which I know that's not TikTok exclusive. Yeah. But... But there is a very specific way you add it on TikTok. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like talking about it and sharing ideas. So honestly, that was like one of the huge positives. So was, you were really just like around creative people? Yes. Regardless of like the theme or the topic they were right, still right, right. creating. Yeah. If you strip that away, that was really what they were doing mm-hmm. was like meeting and talking about ideas but Mm. the goal about meeting was to celebrate this person so that was like what we were mostly doing Mm. so yeah i mean that leads into the final thing that i want to talk about my week which is like a partial sun cost sunk cost moment okay it's partial because i didn't finish hit us with it (laughs) i saw what i like to believe at this point in my life is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh-oh. Ever. Uh-oh. And 
It was made in 2016, and it's called American Honey. Oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah. What is it about? Shia LaBeouf Mm. and I don't know anyone else in it. What made you want to see it? I didn't want to see it. I was in somewhere that someone wanted to see it. Okay. And I was just like, oh, cool. Another movie. Sure. Let's check it out. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. You know how they say Seinfeld is like the show about nothing? Mm-hmm. But at least it was like entertaining, mm-hmm. right? Funny Seinfeld is amazing. This movie quite literally started from nothing, went towards nothing, was finishing with nothing, and was telling us nothing. Mm. Beginning to end. It was really, it felt like Shia LaBeouf was funding the entire movie. And it was just letting him be who he really wants to be. Was it, it's like an an indie film, right? Yes, I think so. Does he like have sex with someone in that movie? Yes, but that's not the first time. Uh, He's got this thing for like having sex on camera, like real sex. But like real sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if that one, I I remember. The other one was uh, Nymphomaniacs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, which that one is obviously very clear about what it's about. Okay. This one, American Honey. American is, Honey is a. It starts off as I, honestly, you understand it. As I understand it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a diagnosis for a plot because <laughs> there isn't one. So, as I understand this piece of thing, mm-hmm. it was about this young, or it's there's this young lady. She's mm-hmm. 18 in the movie. Um, she looks like a mixed black girl, maybe half black, half white, and. She's with other children and it seems like it's the South and they're in like this Walmart parking lot or something. And she sees this like van and you know, those vans that when you're young, when you were younger, they told you to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say van, that's all I think okay. of is to stay away. <laughs> exactly. The van that says ice cream and spray, and spray paint. Mm-hmm. That van. <laughs> <laughs> That van pulls up and a bunch of like train spotting like characters all get out, all get out. And then Shia, the alpha giga Chad, he gets out and Mm -hmm. he has like this eyebrow piercing. He has this long ponytail and he's like running around doing Walmart parking lot stuff. Oh, so it's like boxcar kids or something like that. Yeah, really? You know what? Honestly, Train Spotting was the one movie I could think of that was like the most like it without any of the good. Okay, because I couldn't finish Train Spotting. Yeah. That was hard. It was difficult to go through. Somehow, it's like one of UK's best. It's one of, from what I've read, it's, they, it was voted that Train Spotting was one of UK's best 20 movies in the 2000s. Wow. Or late 90s, early 2000s. Top 10. That says a lot about the UK. Yeah. But, yeah, and it was like a bunch, it was like a critically acclaimed film. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, because it has like 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 79 Rotten Tomatoes. Isn't Ewan McGregor in it? um, 3.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Yeah, that's crazy. Let's see who's in it. It got Cannes Jury Prize, mm-hmm. British Independent Film. Mm-hmm. So it's a British film. <laughs> <laughs> I it's a bit British. Help myself. 
It's, it's cool. I listened to Ricky Gervais last night. No exaggeration for like an hour. No, I just mean like anytime you're you're talking about anything British, it just it just <laughs> your Aussie accent comes out. You just can't. Right. You just have to go full British. Have to. Classic um, posh British. Yeah. In it. <laughs> in it. Mike and I will be like in it. Yeah, Mickey does it. We'll do it all the time. All the time. It's it's the thing. <laughs> but he'll just like walk by the room and he'll be like, China in it. I'm like, I don't know what to say to you, man. <laughs> okay. I mean Look, every I'm serious. It's, all right. It's yeah. I'm yeah. gonna be polarizing and it's okay. Okay, no, that's fine. I haven't seen this. I this isn't something I would watch, but please don't. You're already committing too much time to learning about it. Mm-hmm. Please don't watch oh, this movie. Oh, my goodness. There's this movie. It is two hours and 50 minutes long, by the way. Nope. And I didn't know. Nope. So I went, I went, I, I, me and it was me, Steven, and one other person. We, the other person was the one that picked the movie. We got through. Steven fell asleep they in the first. They shall not be named. Shall not be named. <laughs> Say their name in the mirror three times, you'll end up watching American Honey. <laughs> <laughs> but Stephen fell asleep first 15 minutes mm-hmm. out. Um, honestly, through movies, I was like watching through. The other person was watching. And you know what we switched to American Honey from? Dune. We were watching Dune. What made y'all want to do that? It's not y'all. Y'all is were, you all. Were it's they incl- bored with Dune? <laughs> they literally said. So I saw them on their phone while the movie was on. And obviously that's a no-go. So okay. I just I paused the movie and I said, hey, seems like you're not into sci-fi. Because they had mentioned, oh, I don't really know much about sci-fi. Mm, maybe and Dune might have been a bit much. While I was like, they were scrolling through HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh. Uh, maybe like a sci-fi movie and as soon as they said that dune's mm. thumbnail popped up and i was like oh my god do you want to see probably the best sci-fi movie we've seen in the last like 10 years and she was like yes and we play it and i'm obviously i tune everything up i'm in my i'm in just you're hoping that they're in it too exactly mm-hmm. and after about so after to the point where duncan lands on uh the world where the spices Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's basically tattooing Star Wars. But once they land there, right? Duncan is uh, uh, what's I know Aquaman's that my future name? self will be disappointed that I can't remember this. Jason Momoa's character, his name is Duncan, and mm-hmm. he gets to this planet, and uh, Timothy Chalamet's character is there. Whatever. Long story short, we get to that scene in the film. Mm-hmm. I notice this person's not interested. I pause it. I ask them. <sighs> And they say, <laughs> oh, like, it looks great. I just don't get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had never been, I, it they had been a long time. They hadn't even a chance. Right. I was so torn. I hadn't been that torn in so long. Because mm. I was like, all right, I have like three or four ways to approach How this. How were they not like hypnotized? I just, I wanted to. Because by the time Duncan gets there, it's at least like 30 minutes and, into the movie. Oh, probably at least a little longer. And it's like really getting into its groove. Yeah. Because by here, the Harkonnen house has been shown like three times already. Mm-hmm. And Oscar Isaac has done his monologues, of course. It's Oscar Isaac, Moon Knight. Oh, my God. A great show if you haven't seen it. And Timothy Chalamet, like I told you, 
won me over after this movie. Mm -hmm. And they just, like, I get it, okay? I know our beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Fine. How do you (laughs) not like Dune? Something's wrong. You know, I know a couple people who don't like Dune, who don't get it. Can and I just, all of you email olabichola at gmail.com, please? And I, you know what I say? I say, okay, I understand. I don't. And I need you to teach me to understand. So we had to stop it, mm-hmm. which was, all right, you know what? It's not just me watching this movie. I was like, okay, cool. Because you just have to remember like who they are and like those who get it, get it. And those who don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. It like. So I hadn't rewatched Dune since last time we watched it together here. Okay. So I was like ready. Yeah, you're ready for a good rewatch. <clears throat> yeah, that was like not good for me mentally. Yeah, so uh I would say avoid American honey at all costs. <laughs> at every possible turn. Yeah. Avoid American honey. Yeah. And that was my partial sunk cost moment. Okay. I haven't had one in a while. You so. were almost like, that was like almost forced upon you. So it's not fully sunken cost because you didn't fully go into it. It was brought to you mm-hmm. and you had, you were ho- held hostage. <laughs> okay. So I had a sunk cost moment on Friday. Yes. I, um, it was parent-teacher conference day mm-hmm. and I had Amy. Gwen was in school. So Middle child. I dropped off Amy at I dropped off Gwen at school and since mm. I had Vivi and Amy with me, I thought, why don't I go to Dunkin' Donuts? You know. Never a never a bad choice. Never a bad choice. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought too. So I get there and I'm like standing in line or, you know, in the in the drive thru and I'm thinking, I'm just gonna come in and get a cold brew. Like that's what I always do. That's my thing. Cold brew with like sweet, sweet foam, sweet cold foam or whatever, cold sweet foam. And there was an ad and it said mm. Sunrise Ice Coffee, try it medium for two dollars. So I thought sunrise probably means really great coffee because why would I not want to have delicious coffee first thing in the morning? True. I'm it's thinking, a great name. It's sunrise. It, it means it's ready to start the day just like I am. Exactly. Just like I am, right? Eyes open. Sun has risen. I'm thinking I'm going to get just really intense, strong coffee. Sunrise. We're waking up. We're starting the day. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. She's like, what do you want? And I said, I want the medium sunrise coffee. And I should have known that it was it was going to be a problem. What? Because she said, do you want it hot or iced? Mm, is that not a normal question? <clears throat> Here's the thing. This is how you know when the coffee's good. Because it's either in a cold brew format or a hot format. If it comes iced, all that is is hot water, hot coffee with ice in it mm. as far as i understand it or something like that but if you do cold brew is cold infused brew. like i i'll get to what happened so i'm like okay yeah great sunrise and then she goes hot or ice and i was like i literally was like i want it iced 
<laughs> the, it's like the picture is iced. It iced. I thought that's how it came. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there was a hot version of this. Right. There should never be a hot version of this. Yeah, I'm concerned about the contents at, now. If you're selling as an iced beverage, you should not be telling me this could also be available in the heat. Because that tells me you don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I was like, you know what? It's Duncan. I'm we're, we're starting on a good foot. I order, get the girls their donuts, and we start. I get to my, I get to the, the part where I pay. Mm-hmm. And she hands it over to me. And I look at it and I'm like, I, I take it obviously because I'm not gonna. I'm not about to just send this back. Yeah. While I'm at the drive-through, <laughs> like I said, I don't ask for fresh fries because I'm not that bitch. <laughs> we don't have Jeep Cherokees anymore. So yeah, I mean, I went in there, my Honda Civic. So my Honda Accord. Right, right. I'm talking about. Remember the white one, the white Jeep Cherokee. No, I had a Kia. Well, yeah, but you had the Kia, then the red Jeep. Uh huh. Then after the red Jeep was a white one. And a gold one. Yes, but I wasn't. The white one is the one I had for a little while. Yeah, because yeah. I got it after you. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't remember anything that happened after me. Because <laughs> I am the center. Um, so she look, gives it to me and I'm just like, great, thank you. And I give her my money. What and was she, it? And she just, takes it. So you have the coffee. I have the coffee. But as she's handing it over to me, I'm talking about the in-between. Oh. As, I'm, as we're exchanging, I'm right. handing Card money. To hand, coffee and to I'm hand. Coffee to hand. And I take it and in slow motion, I'm like, no, <laughs> what have I done? She hands me over the lightest oh. coffee I have ever seen in uh, in my life. Iced coffee should be black, mm. not um, not food coloring, not brown food coloring. Huh? Mm-hmm. Wow! And it had sweet cold foam at the top. So I always add, just, I always get it, no sugar, sweet cold foam, because the cold foam has all this has all the sugar in it, and there's a balance. There's a when you know how to cook, there's proportions, and if they get it right, the sweetness is just right, mm. or else you're just drinking coffee candy. Right, right. It's just dessert. It's just dessert. So I always get a no, no, no sugar. So I, she hands it over, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I haven't tasted it yet. But I see right. the color just like Kareem. Mm. I see it. Mm-hmm. In my heart and in my gut, I know it. And it's. And I still say, I don't trust any of you. <laughs> I trust what's about to go down my mouth. So I drive off and I give it a swirl. Mm-hmm. And then I take a sip. Just a rule. It's an un, it's unspoken rule. It's an unspoken rule. If you have Dunkin iced coffee, coffee, you swirl. Yeah, you swirl. Okay, thank you. I thought of, I was like, no. I've tried to have this thing with other people, and people are like, what are you talking about? I'm no, like, they're it's tripping. It's, it's the swirl. It's the dominant hand swirl. It's the, yeah. And if it's not, it's the weak hand, dominant hand straw twist, straw twirl. Or side. Right, right. Side, right. side shape. You just have to hope that the lid is on good enough. Right. And which, yeah, it's dunking down. It's, yeah. They, they can't get it all right. <laughs> <laughs> So clearly not sunrise coffee either. So I give it a swirl and I take a sip and I'm like, okay, you know what? I get hit with the cold foam first. I get the sweetness mm. before I bring in like the bitters. Mm. And I say to myself, let me give this one more try. I'm on the red light. 
I'm like, I got time. Let me give this a second sip. I take it again. And I'm thinking, what have I done? <laughs> Why does this taste like cigarette and butts? Oh. Cigarette. It was oh. the, I actually almost considered doing a TikTok of it, but I just thought this is the nastiest thing. I could literally, I cannot promote this. You should, you should ward people away. I, I like don't watch American Honey. But I'm smiling. Maybe in disbelief. Mm. No, it, I'm literally this is just like they charge money for. But you know what I did? Because I'm smart. Mm. I decided let me just get home and let me like do it my way. Oh. At home I have creamer. Mm-hmm. I got heavy whipping cream. Yeah, Tobani. I got sugar. So. It's. I mean, I'm about to make a slap. I mean, I got an espresso <laughs> machine. I got the. I got the airflow. Right. Yeah. All oh, right. She said Nespresso, by the way, not espresso machine. Yeah, Nespresso, guys. Yeah. Nestle espresso. Get it right. That's a thing <laughs> I had to learn because I kept looking up and I was like, "There's a trillion espresso machines. Where's this one?" Yeah, Nespresso. So I thought, okay, let me get this right. And I knew that my day was already going to go downhill because I had the wrong coffee. Mm. So when I get home, I'm like, let me just like margify it. Okay. So since I already have all the great ingredients, I'm like, let me whip well, up. Well, are they great? Well, we're going to margify now. I was like, okay, let me whip up the cream. Let me just add more cream because okay. I'm thinking that should make this light ass watered down coffee better is more milk. So I thought. Mm-hmm. So I do that. I forget to turn the cool version of my oh. air of my frother. So now I added hot foam oh. to my iced coffee. No, 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 no. That's not the worst part. When I taste it, the heavy whipping cream has gone bad. Oh. And I didn't even know it. Oh. It was so I was like, oh my God. I was like, huh? How could this possibly be a sunk cost moment? Because there's no way you're about to say the words. <laughs> I drank it anyway. So then I thought, <laughs> I thought, you know what? You know what? Let me just put some more ice in it. How, where? And let me add some sugar. <laughs> I just, I don't. No, no, no. And then I was like, let me just add some pumpkin spice spice oh on here. Oh my God. And it just, it only got worse. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So then I thought, okay, you know what? I I'm just gonna throw this away. <laughs> I'll just call I'm it. I'm sure it burned right through your plastic trash can. No, hear me out. It's not over yet. Oh my! So I throw it out. I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. This one's done. We have cold brew coffee here from Dunkin' that we bought. Turns out a month ago. Nice. I think you're supposed to drink it within like seven days. Less nice. <laughs> Three times is less nice. So I'm in, a, I'm in a place of everything's expired. Clearly. So then I throw in the cold. So I throw in the, the just the black coffee. And then I throw in my plant-based creamer. Were you like a disaster? On a mission <laughs> to ruin your day? I just needed my fucking iced coffee. <laughs> so then I thought, you know what? Let me just throw the cold one. I was like, nope. Creamer was also gone bad. Didn't remember that. Then I thought, oh, I have caramel iced coffee that Michael bought. Uh-huh. That was also bad. What is going on? I... Is the fridge plugged in? 
Yes, it's fine. It's just like it expired like 411 and it's uh, May 4th it's at this point. May. Oh, it's May 4th at this point. <laughs> you know. Um, oh, wow. May 11th is in two days. Yeah. So then I just decide, you know what? I guess I'm not having coffee today. I mean, that was about. That was just my morning. That was a few <laughs> expired creamers ago. I feel like that decision should have been made. You know, I we made another purchase, and I just was like, you know what, no more creamer. Mm. I shouldn't do dairy anyway. I don't. I don't even do all of that. Like, what's that called? All that damp fungus. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah, like the, mold. Yeah, that's that's what I guess. What cheese is so. You mm. know, I guess, I guess it is what it is. Whatever. Um, but what I did get inspired to do was make my own iced coffee, my my own cold brew, which I normally, mm. you know, it's annoying. I do my own cold brew. I have to. Okay, well, but yeah, so that was just my Friday morning, post wow. post ear bead. Um, that was just that morning. You still had the rest of that day. I still had the live. rest of that day. Um, but my you day know, would have ended as soon as I threw away that second coffee. You know, third, third, third. You're there right. Was, excuse there me. There was three. But you know what? You just I had to see it all the way through. Oh, you saw a lot through. I had to see it all the way through, and then I just made myself some like. Irish black coffee and I mean Irish black tea and I just Irish uh, breakfast. See, look at me. I can't even get it straight. Yeah. Anywho, that's where we're at. I don't know, guys. Do you want to? Let's just get into the let's episode. Let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Um. Hey guys, it's Mark. It's Antonio. And you're listening to Hola Bichola. Winning. Can y'all believe this? And now the end is near. We are at the end. We are and in the promised land. The final curtain. I can't believe the season's over. Yeah. That this is the potty covering the last episode. Yeah. Of this season. Yeah. I mean, we have so many seasons to go. I'm <sighs> sure. I mean, at the least five. This was. The most basketball in one episode compared to the other nine, all put together. I mean, the greatest show on television. It's like. <sighs> I mean, when have you seen a show about basketball? Mm, a show? Mm -hmm. There's a Korean drama I've seen that's about basketball. It's called Handsome Tigers. And the coach is an ex a uh, superstar Korean basketball player. Okay. Mm -hmm. They play basketball over there? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah, they have a whole, it's called the KBL, Korean Basketball League. It's their professional league. Okay. And, uh, I mean, it's it's different. It's a whole different system. It's, so it's not like, so they also have world championships? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But like Korean but world. Like, like we have yeah, US Like world. Asian championships. Okay. Yeah. I know like, I know basketball is big in, in China, but I didn't, I didn't know if like that spread out anywhere else. It's definitely not as big everywhere else as it is in China. That, okay, that's uh, you're right about that. Okay, yeah. okay, but it's big. But no, compared to Winning Time, Winning Time, un it's not a basketball show. Yeah, it's it's a drama. Mm -hmm. It's a period piece. 
You know what I did do? I watched the post episode. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought The one with Max Bornstein, the director of the episode? Or the writer? One of the writers? uh, Yeah. You mean of the finale, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like the last two episodes, I was like, you know, let me give this a Mm. shot. And it was much better. Like the first episode, I was kind of like, I don't know what's going on here. But by the end of it, I think they got to the swing of it and yeah. they had John C. Riley and everything. But we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I Mike and I have like talked about this a couple years ago where we were like, there isn't a show about basketball. Mm. Like in even in any capacity, right? There's yeah. nothing about the inside. There's nothing about like the field. True. You there know? are always like documentaries. Yeah, but we never really can get into the drama of it, you mm. know? And I think... Fucking Adam McKay did it again. He did it again. And I, the show to me, I don't know. Is it better than Succession? What? If we're comparing, I don't want to compare the two because they're different. But I think like Succession is like heavily rooted in like irony. Mm. Where I feel like the show is like funny. Like straight at you. The, like like the this is supposed to be funny. Like you're, we're enjoying this. We're a succession. I'm like laughing on the inside. I'm like laughing because oh, of the I absurdity. But you think, so you're, you're saying winning time was more of a comedy than a drama? No, no, no. I just found it funnier even okay. as a drama. Okay. Yeah. It was way more funny. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Cause um, like, like I can't tell you a joke about like. Succession without right. you like not getting the player exactly the, the, the exactly because like you said that's that was probably the best way to describe that it's not funny but it is but like you don't laugh while you're watching it yeah you're you're kind of like oh you're you know yeah of course but I mean, uh, the succession is a yeah, whole it's a whole different it, it's a whole episode on its own I mean Even, I went through a whole range of emotions and they were all like intense ones I think. Um, I with the last episode, one of my favorite scenes was when uh, when Doctor Bus slapped us in the face. Oh, with the yeah, <laughs> and then what the fuck you looking at? I was like, oh. I yeah, I totally was not expecting it. I, I jumped in myself. I was like, oh, I felt so embraced. I felt so loved, cared for. That was one of the of exactly. It felt like John was talking to me. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm grieving. Mm. Get away from me. Oh, oh. Yeah, that was that was tough. That was tough. That was tough. That was so yeah, tough. that was tough to get through. Um, I mean, let's see. What well, what are what would you say were like some of your favorite? Like, let's let's break the episode in like two halves because okay. we really are. We really have two halves, right? Yeah, we have like the beginning. The the beginning is like <clears throat> the game, and then the second half, the mm-hmm. plot, the after the, the after game. the game. Yeah. So, I mean, what are some of like your favorite like? What 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 kind of like um scenes like spoke to you this this episode? I mean, there was a lot. If there was there was a few moments that felt like it was a lot to process because everything seemed to be so just you know coming to fruition finally. Mm-hmm. And even up to this point, I would say that the season's over. I still haven't fully wrapped my head around the 180 Jerry West has done. Mm. Like. Mm. <laughs> I've already done a rewatch. Let me tell you that. I've already rewatched the season. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was watching a few today, actually. But it's it's still like, wow, this person, this character that's involved and which is accurate. Um, How West. is he so damn likable? Right. When he started, not. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it seems like he had probably the most transparent journey as a person, I think, on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably say most of the time at this point in the season, well, now that it's over, but like the second half of the season when mm-hmm. Jerry West has been on screen, I've been like smiling like, oh. I'm not mad at it. Right, I'm not mad at it. I'm like looking forward to it. I mm-hmm. want to see what he's going to say or how how invested he is in this game. And there's a couple times where I wrote, I think I wrote one time when it was like um, during the game, I was like, oh, it's Jerry West versus Pepto-Bismol. Jerry <laughs> yeah. West versus The Hallway. Jerry West versus Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had a good uh, uh, dynamic. dynamic also, mm-hmm. Bill and Jerry West. Um, I finally remembered his name. What's his name? Bill. Oh right, sorry. I always just remember him as the Sean Bean lookalike, but I don't. Oh, I thought I was like he's that other coach. Yeah, I, that other. I person. think he is. He's Ned Stark's twin. You think he's Ned Stark's? Yeah. Twin. So the actor that plays Ned Stark, his name is Sean Bean. He was oh. also in Lord of the Rings, but mm-hmm. um, this gentleman, Bill, mm-hmm. to me, I bet you they're related. Looks like Ned Stark, and Bill was also is also or was. I don't know. I'm not caught up on uh uh oh my god how can i forget this show with raymond reddington blacklist ah I'm, i love james spader yeah stan capital s-t-a-n yeah stan james yeah. spader stan but uh, i know you always try to get us to watch the blacklist and i'm like uh, so, i'm not watching that show well yeah you have to like you have to like james spader to well like i do Blacklist's. like him you know, but it's like really hard to get me to watch like cable TV. Mm, like his shows like that's on FX. Fair, that's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. You know, to really get me back into cable TV. Mm. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're showing in there. I don't actually like really watch cable TV like that either. But well, I mean, at the time when right, Blacklist right. was out. There was a lot of cool, for me at least, there was a lot of cool sci-fi shows mm. when I was watching TV at that time. Yeah, I. Um, so like Expanse. I feel like sci-fi is something, a sci-fi show I would like to get into, like a cable show, because that's like one of the things I feel like I missed mm. now that I'm into sci-fi. Like sci-fi wasn't something I was ever into, yeah. but now that I am, I'm like, there's so many other shows that I should need to catch up on, because yeah. they're probably like really good shows. The Expanse, six books, but it's one of the few, it's one of the few <laughs> that translated really well to TV and like everyone seems to think that. So, what did you think of the opening scene where it's Kareem, Miss oh, Skyhook, man. landing on that crack? Uh, it was like a crunch. Oh. But honestly, the way it was shot for me, the oh. the first thing that drew me in about mm-hmm. the scene Marge is talking about was the way it was shot. Mm-hmm. It we was, have not seen basketball yeah, like this. Is we what haven't I'm seen basketball like this. We have exactly. not on TV. It's like it's like watching. Uh, a live action cliff note of a game mm-hmm. between the Lakers and the Sixers. And I loved how it was like, this is one thing I will only credit to this man. <laughs> it felt like a Zack Snyder moment Ooh. with the slow-mo Ooh. and the like the right. long drawn out scene, yeah. but they were kind of fast moving, but then slow and fast right. and slow. Right. And it didn't, it seemed like there wasn't a drop in quality every it, time they were moving and zooming it, in. It just, it maintained very, mm-hmm. it was very crisp. Zack Snyder definitely does that very and well. that took me to a place of Snyder. And I was like, well, that's, that's a, that's it a has nice. a place. Now move it. <laughs> but, you know, here we are. 
It's game five. The series is tied. Yes. Two to two. Two to two. And, and Kareem in, cracks his ankle. In the, I think it was the third quarter. Yes. And yeah, totally just obliterates his left Ugh. ankle. Ugh. And which is his landing ankle. And oh. I mean. And then he's taken into the. Trainer's room. The trainer. That's Okay trainer mm-hmm. i was like doctor's room trainer's room that all i was works. like trainers doesn't make sense because the trainer's doctor i went into a whole thing yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that all works so they went into the trainer's room yeah and he's basically like i can play yeah he's basically like i want to play and that would never happen today mm. today's basketball would never happen <laughs> yeah the vast you majority get elbowed the vast majority and you're out for the season. <laughs> yeah, it's different. I mean, there's a lot there, I think, with mm-hmm. discussion-wise. Like, you know, you know, science has evolved, which means, which means physical training has evolved, which means players are more athletic, which means they're more skillful. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want any – I wouldn't want a player to play how Kareem played. I'm, I guess I'm – more oh, putting it legend. together in the way that like how much basketball has changed. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't they just wouldn't let you play on a felt like that. You know what I mean? And right, if you as right. a player wouldn't put your body through play on a game mm. with a broken with a broken ankle, yeah, a broken whatever, toe. I mean that was going on. I mean, we have Michael Jordan playing with a fever. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let that today. True. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. Basketball players before were made of metal. Well, they, they were made of metal that corroded in well, but five now, years. Well, because, right, exactly. So they had less playing time because mm-hmm. their bodies were in it in a way that to today they have a longer career where they wouldn't, you know, they're not playing, they're playing at a higher level, right? a much more clean level than they would have played during this time. But still, to the, I think about like the, you know, What's that thing? I hate to say this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say it anyway. I take. It's that like um, alpha male mentality. Mm. That like caveman. Because when I think of alpha male, I think of caveman. Okay. That you you do it. Be, it doesn't matter that your foot is broken. You, you finish this through. Mm. Like no matter how much your body is beat up. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing, but I have seen a lot of alpha alpha males yeah, or yeah. men in this or people you know yep, people yep. who like focus on like men and all that stuff they they comes from a place of like bruteness <laughs> yeah, very like bravado like they're like you know i'm man you woman <laughs> yeah it's very you, primitive yeah very primitive yeah. and so i i, I think David of Goggins, basically so i think of kareem um tapping into that primitive side of himself mm, yeah he was because waiting. this mm. this game was that important that he had to tap into that even though he was evolved he was still able to you know lower himself down into that deep that deep dark strength to play on a broken foot right you know and so you know that there's also a lot to that too yeah it was interest. it was it was interesting to see his wife i guess I don't know who she is. I don't see a ring, so she's definitely his romantic partner. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I don't know at what level, but um. Anyway, this lady, mm-hmm. um, she appears and she tells everyone to get out. And I thought it was gonna be like, you did your best, you tried. I'm proud of yeah. you. I love you. It's yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. 
But she was like, you want this? I wasn't. I, I don't know how. <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about that. Right, right. And look, I don't understand. I don't know who the casting director is, but I'm telling you, this people or this person or this group of people, they have a niche. Mm-hmm. They found every caucus lady to fill the roles in this show mm-hmm. with just extra yamage. And it's crazy. <laughs> I don't understand. Jeannie Buss, I didn't know about the actress. Fan. Uh, uh, what Kareem's one uh, uh, female partner? Yeah. In this show, Yamage. Mm. It's make it's crazy, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, what is Yamage? Yamage is like butt. Yeah, like a nice oh, butt. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a fatty. Mm-hmm. And instead of like being that, I'm sick. <laughs> instead of being that aggressive, uh-huh. uh huh. Yams. Okay, not like calves, not like thighs. But I mean, right? No, it's when you're it's saying taught, yams. yeah. Okay, when, okay. You, when you hear yams, okay, you're talking. You're talking about some. Well, the thing is, also, '70s women are their body shapes are different. They're mm. built way more different than today's like woman. Mm. If that makes sense, there's yeah. a lot more natural curve. But from how I understood it, '70s women were much more physical, so you're gonna get a much more fit looking mm. girl. And also the the clothing, the fashion style is much more flattering than mm. today is. Um, so you're probably going to see, you know, they're also like dressed well in right. a way that does like, you know, 70s pants. Or right, like right, right, right. Accentuate right. the butt. Not that they don't have it. I'm just saying that it also helps that the fashion elevates it a lot more. So you definitely see curves. You, you know, women were curvier, right, more right. naturally curvier. Right, right. Um, and I agree. I think the casting did a great job. At, like I was like looking at like how do they find people that look like this? Right, right. It fits so well. I've never actually seen Doctor Bus, but it doesn't matter. I think John C. Riley is sort of like a. They look identical. We, really? Uh, we looked at we looked at all the characters. Ah. Until the casting is, I'm I'm doing like a bunch of things with my hands. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, just that you know. Yeah. Speaking of powerful women. Or at least powerful moments that involved with mm, women. Yeah, I thought that moment between Mama Bus and Jeannie mm. was pretty empowering. Mm. Like, and like I, I was stirred up almost because the way she was talking about what she would, she as in Mama Bus, what she was explaining to Jeannie about mm-hmm. what to expect about being a woman at this point in time in America especially in the field that Jeannie wants to do and stuff. And like seeing her talk about it was always, it's always just like, well, not always, but during that moment, it was very empowering to yeah. hear and see and like, oh man. And recognize. Yeah. Cause I, I really involve, I really get involved in the scenes. That's why you always see me sort of elaborate a lot throughout the season so far in the podcast. You see me go on these spiels because I get really involved mm-hmm. and I place myself as, as if that was a real place and I was there. How would mm-hmm. I feel? And I think that was awesome. I think it was I was really well written, and I would I would have reacted the way Jeannie did after my dad, Doctor Bus, told me what he told her in the show when he said, "What do you think? I need your help." And she was like, "Finally, it's my time." Mm-hmm. And he asked for his sons. Ugh. I was like, I was crushed. Mm-hmm. I was crushed. I couldn't believe it. And you could tell finally, I think, 
you know, she, that actress did such a great job of being tormented, just like uh, uh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare, yeah, mm-hmm. Paul Westhead, uh, Jason Siegel. But she was like visibly to me, finally, like it seemed like she cracked. Yeah. Like there was a crack in the armor finally. And I yeah. was like, whoa. I feel like at this point it might have even just like split open, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I think the crack could have been when she's like yelling at him. Because oh, he's yeah. A nurse. Yeah, true. That true. was basically when the veil was lifted. That's and, true. And now she's kind of like, after everything we've been through, do you see me? And he was like, no, I see your brothers. Right. And then to say the words, meaning Dr. Buss, to say, what's the point of having a family business if there's no family in it? Mm. And I was like, dude, it's she's been with you the entire ride. I wonder I wonder how their relationship's going to evolve, knowing what yeah, we know the, now. Right, in the second season. Um, yeah. And I thought another thing that was really great about that scene was the swans are back. Oh, and we open up with the swans. We right, exactly. And, and here we are. And I love that he addressed it, you know? Mm-hmm. You remember when, instead of saying, you know what I love about swans? Instead of saying that again, he was like, you remember when I told you about swans? Just that personal he, touch. He knows that we're listening, that we're paying attention. Mm-hmm. And we just, we are. I mean, who are we kidding? We are, right? <laughs> and... So after that scene, we're in with Magic versus Bird versus Cookie versus his mom. Oh, right. And again, we're inside of Magic's like mind. Mm -hmm. And we're we're watching him have a conversation with the three people that mean the most to him for different reasons. For different reasons, totally. And he's like, you know, he's fighting Cookie. He's fighting like his being a mom's boy. And now he's fighting Bird. Which it's a rival that he didn't even ask for. They didn't ask for this rival, but like the public, the mm-hmm. the basketball competitive, you know, environment made them now rivals. Yeah. And so now you have this man in your head that you've never exchanged words with. You've never exchanged a hello other than just like game time. Right, right. Twice. And all of a sudden you cannot get this man out of your head. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're like they're like it's almost like they're born to be bred rivals. Yeah. It was like predestined. Yeah, it was it's very strange how even according to the show you also have bird just as much invested mm-hmm. in their rivalry. That's right because even in excuse me, even in Magic's uh visions, mm-hmm. we'll call them um Bird is talking to him as if Bird was really there, mm-hmm. not like a version of Bird Magic wants to see. Mm-hmm. It's Bird, Bird. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we move into the scenes with the crackheads. Mm, with Spence. We're at Spencer and the other two junkies. And man this man is sweating so much it's it, he he looks like, like he's deteriorating yes, like yeah just crumpling inwards and the the thought that he the fact that he thought he was going to be able to come back because kareem was out <laughs> like you really thought so the hit is off because the if, fact that a hit even was on you don't shoot the lakers like Honestly, the what way kind of, that's some crackhead ass shit. It's straight up, straight up. Come on. Oh, who's the target? The, the Lakers. Lake. Come on, Spence. Come on. What are you doing? So, 
then I, this scene that's coming up is with Shakespeare and McKinney. Gotcha. Which is, I, I didn't expect McKinney to have a change of heart. Mm, you mean when he pulls up to the driveway? Yeah, because okay. the last time we see McKinney, he's calling Paul Westhead a dilettante. Right. And in this scene, he's coming up with like the playbook of what, what McKinney would have done. Right. And I just thought like, you know, he McKinney really is misunderstood. Like when I saw him come in, I, I thought to myself like, you know, I guess if I felt like something I had worked so hard for was taken from me mm-hmm. because of my accident and now through my loyal confidant, yeah. you know, you know, I'm sure he said things he didn't mean in a sense, you know, he meant them, but I also feel like it came from a place of like deep anger and sadness for this loss of control. Mm-hmm. And I forgave him. Did you? I forgave him. I thought, you know what? You're allowed to have your moment. You're allowed to just, you know, it because it wasn't Paul. Right. It wasn't right, Paul. It right. wasn't it about wasn't Paul. It wasn't really about Paul. It was about right, him. It wasn't Paul, yeah. You know, and so... I'll, so interesting. I think uh, in his appearance in Paul's driveway, I think he had a lot of ups and downs. Mm. Um, in particular, like you said, an up was for me when he was like, "Hey, I actually prepared for this this meeting. Uh, they're going up against the Sixers instead of the Celtics in the finals, and they need to prepare because." Kareem uh, is out and he's the only quote unquote big man on the team. So McKinney shows up to Westhead's house and he gives him this, you know, like Marge said, this plan for if something like this were to happen and then they start exchanging. For me, that was a high. Mm -hmm. But then when it seemed like McKinney was being slightly sarcastic. Really? Yeah, to me, it seemed like he was talking to Paul in a sarcastic way like really like yeah i'm actually here trying to help you because and here's where i think i agree with you like damn you know that side of jack is misunderstood and this him presenting paul with his material was his Mm -hmm. like i think sort of last goodbye or hurrah per se Mm -hmm. but then he says and it's brief and he goes yeah we'll finish it and then he his wife pulls up uh, and he goes, coach. And then he smacks his lips or his uh, he does. And then he goes in the car mm-hmm. and then his wife and Paul's wife look at each other like torn, obviously, because of what Jack's going through. This is how I took it anyway. Mm-hmm. But it was also kind of like, I'm sorry for Jack's behavior is what I took it as. I didn't get any of that. And then they got in the car and left. But then another high. So that was a low for me. Okay. But then it ended on the high because mm-hmm. he said, oh, well, you know, I don't want, I don't need you going out there stealing more of my coaching jobs. But that, mm-hmm. even that is kind of like. But you see, okay. For me, the way I took that was mm-hmm. he comes in and when he goes coach and he smacks his lips, it's almost like he can't believe that Paul did Paul is the coach now. He's looking at someone who he thought could never be a coach. Mm. And now he's like, coach, kind of like, I have to respect you as a coach. And that mm. sucks for me, but you're the coach and I have to assume the position. I'm not the coach. You're the coach. Mm. I thought that was him telling him, like, I respect you now. Hmm. Because he goes, now I have to, he goes, I want to compete with you. 
because he said, I think he said something like, I want to see you on the field. I want to be able to beat you. And I thought that was a way of like the, you know, when two friends fall out, they talk about it and then they, they revisit their falling out, but in a place of a joke now, it's like, man, that was, that's, that shit was fucked up. Or like, oh, you know, and I felt like Mm. this was McKinney's way of being like, you know, it is what it is. Here we are. Here we are, coach. I gotta, I, I can't take, Mm. McKinney cannot take that away from Paul. So that what you're saying that was like McKinney's way of accepting the outcome. Yes. And sort of trying to um mend like, the bridge. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that as a as a mending. And I I would say his That's wife was the one that was point. a little bit more like I'm embarrassed. <laughs> She's like, "Okay, bye. Got to go." Mm, okay. I'll have to revisit that scene then cuz I'm seeing that now that you're saying those words. I'm yeah. seeing that too. Um, I I didn't feel animosity from him. See, I don't want to use animosity either because it's like a little. No, that might be the right word. But I don't think he's like out to get Paul. No, I I just think he's like. You know, like damn, I have nothing left. Uh, like mm. you know, we're never gonna be the same. But here I am, ca- like I can't believe I'm calling you coach. So then, what about? Let me ask you then. Do you feel like the moment where Kareem is watching the TV with his lady mm-hmm. and they he watches the news that Magic is the one that wins MVP instead of him? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And obviously in that moment, he was visibly upset. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious about your take. Do you feel like, this is what I think. I think in that moment... Even though Magic gave Kareem his due mm-hmm. in the conference, in the conversation with the reporter, mm-hmm. I think the brief pause—it wasn't brief, but the pause after—I think the silence after Kareem sort of shushed his woman away um, was more telling. Then, because there was no dialogue, but it seemed like he was accepting that this was sort of the end of his time and the beginning mm. of Magic's time mm. is how I took that moment. Mm-hmm. Did you take anything from that moment, I guess? Because um, I thought it was pretty big because it was towards the end because obviously they had just won. So I would say in that scene, I what I remember feeling was him feeling... I would say betrayed mm. a little bit and but also kind of mourning his the loss of his like you know this is like the game it's like when you're in it when you're out of it you're forgotten mm. and I think he was feeling like I think he was feeling remorseful for not being in it because he finally got the excitement back gotcha Okay. But I didn't think it was like him. I didn't think of him as a him passing the torch. I didn't get that much, but I got more that he was like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm upset because I'm, I wanted to get it mm. because I'm excited about it. Hmm. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that gets addressed next season mm-hmm. because. Cause he addressed it. 
it was very when they when they got to the bro to it was very airport. alpha male it was very yeah that's what i was just about to bring he was up. like we're good about it don't yeah. worry he goes hey cat and then kareem goes i actually took that as i thought i took that as kareem being like we're i'm over it mm. because do you the, think the whole time kareem's been very much like he says what he thinks and feels that's been consistent that's true so i think when he said he was over it i believed him Hmm. Well, oh, you mean when he said we're good and mm-hmm. they just like tap shoulders and went to celebrate? Because mm-hmm. I was okay. wondering how he was going to deal with that. I just wonder. I'm curious. I'm curious to see if that's going to expand at all. Does anyone think differently? If you have different thoughts on these scenes, please let us know. Yeah, Hit please. us up on Instagram. Let us know. Hit us up everywhere because I'm also torn about this. I see March's point. Yeah. But, I see what you're saying because I, I didn't consider that he was thinking it's the end of my era. Or at least he's starting to see the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, I just I took it based off of their interactions in the same episode leading up to that game. So I'm curious. I'm curious to see what direction they're going to go there because obviously there's what really happened and then there's what they're going to do in the show. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I was curious on your take. What do you think about the scene um, where it's where um, we're at game six? Yep. And Bus is bringing in his sons. This is the first time we've seen his sons. I think True. in the last episode I talked about how we don't really get to explore right. more into Doctor Bus's like family, at least in this season. Mm-hmm. But now we see his sons. What, what do you? What did you gather from that interaction? Well, I'll say for starters, I can't even lie. I actually forgot he had sons. Yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, I, um, I think I think that was kind of the point. Was like mm, it's all Janie, and now his his sons. Right, like hmm. So overall, I would say it seemed like Doctor Bus maybe had realized throughout his time with his sons watching that game mm-hmm. that. What he felt at his mom's funeral, seeing the family, mm-hmm. was just there. Mm. Because to me, his sons were being complete D-backs. Mm-hmm. And they were acting exactly like you would think rich, white kids in the 80s would act like. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I mean, those two actors did a great job of me, of making people <laughs> hate them. <laughs> because I don't like them. Yeah. Um, But I think it was, it was clear as day to me that Dr. Bus wasn't feeling it. Yeah, I gathered that he was kind of like, "Um, these kids are good for nothing. Yeah, these are like. He's like, these kids aren't it. I can't trust. They don't even know how to behave at the game. mm -hmm. But also, this is like the first time we're seeing his kids. They think they're at a game. They don't. They don't realize that they're being like exactly, you know, um, recruited. Mm-hmm. They're they're just kind of hanging out with pops, and pops is like, I'm a business guy. So, um, so I thought, you know, maybe it wasn't as fair based off of what we saw, but ultimately, his kids, the boys, in this scene, in this moment, mm-hmm. weren't ready to assume the position of treasurer. Yeah, definitely not, and then. I thought the 
I don't know. There was just like, there was a lot of intertwining moments and mm-hmm. then a lot of very necessary ones, but some of it seemed to just push the plot along. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily towards the, what I think is like the overarching plot of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I can like, we can talk about this now that the season's over. It felt like Norman Nixon, he felt like a, uh, uh, what's that term in film? It's like a mouse. A cat mouse? It's like something that, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up because okay. it, it just came to me. It wasn't something I had prepared. So I'll have another answer whenever you hear me next. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think Norman Nixon had a vital role but didn't. He was like mm. present and he helped magic kind of assimilate into the NBA, then assimilate into the nightlife, then kind of disappeared mm. into the basketball part of the show. Mm. Then he came back whenever there was like. So you felt like there was a story hole. Yes. Yeah. Like a, not necessarily a full blown plot hole. Well, because I, I'll say from what you're saying, as I'm understanding it, I kind of gathered that he was kind of being introduced to me as like the villain. Mm, he was especially kind of at like, first. you know, he's, he was going to be like the antagonist a little right. bit. Yeah, he was yeah. going to like make it difficult. But he, while well, he was like, he was like luring magic in, but yeah. almost to do the same thing that Dr. J did to him. Right. You know, which right. was invite him out, seeing him up, and then cut him up. Right. Slit you know? his throat from behind. Right, right. And Metaphorically. So so. I was thinking, I was expecting more of that from Nixon, but to see. What I think we saw overall was everyone. um, Like gravitate towards magic. Yeah. Yeah. Open up to him, you know, because Mm -hmm. magic's coming in as the new head. He's coming in as like the 20, 24, 25 year olds coming into the NBA with, you know, playing against 35 year olds. Yeah. And at that time he was 20. You know what I mean? He's 20 in the show. Yeah. It's crazy. So there is going to be a clash. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a way that we do things and there's a way that magic does things. And, you know, magic is coming in as a rookie. Dr. Bus is coming in as a rookie. You have these two new heads coming into like right. these already, these legacies and trying to break, trying to build new norms. Mm. New trying Normans. to <laughs> <laughs> trying to build some new Normans, you know. Try and and I think, you know, I just, watching Kareem go mm, from, yeah, um, you're I you're not getting eighty one hugs from me to being like I need eighty two, right? To and me, you was got so, one more. Just so beautiful to right. see what you can do when you just like open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but it's Norman's also a takes, good example of that too. You know, but it also takes the right person, with the mm. right attitude, to be able to like soften. Yeah, know? that's why I think when it was very fitting that in the moment in the scene where Kareem was watching the game with his lady, and um, he saw that he wasn't getting MVP, mm-hmm. the next thing he did was go see Spencer, mm-hmm. and. It was very fitting. It was very consistent with the character that they had built for Kareem during the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was nice because I just, I really felt so bad for Spencer. I felt for him so bad, especially when 
it seemed really like that last half of the episode was kind of like a Spencer backstory. And it, the way it was shot, it kept like flashing that like, I guess, crop sharer, mm-hmm. um, farmer, man. farmer man whistling with two fingers. But he, they never talked about it. It just happened mm-hmm. right, in these very specific moments. And then when Spencer finally broke down what it was we were seeing, man, it was... It was deep. It was deep. It was heavy. And then you saw what they threw in, who he said his aunt was? No. He said, my aunt Harriet. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't. I did not catch that. Yeah. And That's interesting. She looked like exactly Harriet like Harriet Tubman. I wonder, wow. Like, if that's true, I should have looked it up. But I completely missed that. I. He said, my aunt Harriet I'm told o- me. I'm often distracted by his teeth. <laughs> You can see them? I mean, they're like... Spencers? Yeah. They're like... It almost feels like they're dentures or something. Mm. They don't move. <laughs> like his mouth never... The, his teeth never move. You yeah. know how teeth move. When you talk, teeth move. Well, like your mouth moves enough that it looks like your no, teeth No, he can't talk like this. He goes, man, I ain't shit, man. You know I ain't shit. Like a, like like, a rabbit? No, like... Like uh, Gary Busey. Yes, like Gary Busey. Like Horse teeth. Yeah. Like it's like, I don't know what it is. It just like the top doesn't move and then it like comes out at me. But maybe it's just the angles he's being like shot at. I don't know. Yeah. His teeth are very distracting. Mm. I mean, he's a great actor. Yes, he is. He is. Very sweaty, but. <laughs> Always. And I really wish he didn't have a beard. Um, Another part of like my favorite scene here was obviously Pat. Oh. <laughs> Patty. Um, yeah, he killed it. We're the watching half of the, the beginning of him, right? Because I think he comes in as a coach in 82. Mm-hmm. And so we have another year with Paul Westhead, I believe. And we're watching the beginnings of like Pat coming in Pat hungry. Yeah. Like, like I said, leading, pushing <laughs> Paul. My goodness. Yeah. Like, he literally, he literally told him, I'll do it. I will do it. And then didn't do it. <laughs> but he said, I will do it. <laughs> but to see him, to see Pat, like, use these, like, strategies, right? But again, with the caveman, alpha mm-hmm. thinking, mm-hmm. we have Magic who wants to know what, how much he lost to Bird right. with Rookie of the Year vote. Right, that's right. And instead of telling him when he found out, he's like, I'm going to use this when I need it. Of course, Lon is the one that gives him the paper. If you guys don't remember, God, Lon. Lon is the Coming in so loud. the marketing gentleman. He's the he's, he's the swan. He's the duck. He's the duck. And here comes in Lon and hands this over to Pat. And Pat, instead of using it in this moment. Mm-hmm. They're in the he, locker room. Which, they're they're in the locker room. Describing. It's like halftime. And then when they get back in, the game starts back up and they're basically, you know, Magic is carrying this whole game. And truthfully, in this scene in particular, when Magic's carrying the game, I've never seen basketball like this before mm, on a show. Like, you right. know, I think it's, we've seen it in like a couple of movies, mm-hmm. but like this and this like Zack Snyder way. Oh, right. It was just, I just thought this is the greatest show on TV. The greatest show on TV. Winning time. I mean, this... And I can say that boldly and proudly. Okay, I, I will. I will. That is the hill 
Yeah, you better time. you better <laughs> reinforce that hill because we coming. <laughs> and here we have magic exhausted. And this is where you talk about Nixon, where Nixon comes in and he's like, we will carry you. So it's not just you here. It's not just you. We will carry. You've been like acknowledging magic's greatness right. at playing center. Mm -hmm. And then magic's basically like, I'm going to sit this one out. I'm so tired. The so game's I got starting. nothing left. And here comes, and he has nothing left. And here comes Pat. And he goes, 63 to 3. That's all he says. Yep. That's all he says. And magic goes, what? And he goes, 63 to 3. That's how much you lost the votes by. To Larry Bird, the rookie of the year votes, first place votes. And that was all magic needed. That was the last breath. That was it. And then they literally like shot 20 more points. It was crazy. It I was mean, insane. It was amazing. And it was perfectly timed. And I'll be honest, when I watched the scene where Pat got the paper and didn't say it immediately. Mm -hmm. You I were sussed like, out. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, Pat, what are you doing? Yeah, I thought that too. I was like... But I was like, knew. okay, you're not telling he him knew. for a reason. He saved it for the fourth quarter. He knew. And I, I mean, to me, that's like, besides everything else that Pat has done this season, <laughs> that is just such a good character trait for me. Mm. That's like uh, someone who is, someone who knows how to use his strategy. Someone who yeah, knows how to like. It's an intangible. It feels like he's like at war and he's like right. using like the last, he, I don't know, I, uh, who, who am I thinking of Hannibal, mm. you know, Hannibal the Great. I just, I just think of like, wow, like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't participate in sports, so I can't, I, this probably happens a lot. But I think in that moment, I just thought that was so beautiful. That was incredible. Like, yes, mm. that is how you use information. Mm. That yeah, is how I you're mean, supposed to use information. That's exactly what happened for sure. And one thing I think that we've seen throughout all of this, and I'm curious on your take on this also, is how magic has kind of, well, actually, I should ask this first. Do you feel like he's evolved mm -hmm. now that this season is end up to this point in time in the story they're telling us? Evolved in what, as a player, as a person? In any way. As a player, probably less because, you know, we don't really see them play basketball, so. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think he has mm. because everyone's warmed up to him in his mm. way. I don't think magic has changed anything about himself. I think he's only, he's, he's, he's only gotten everyone to change themselves mm, for, him. for him. So I don't think he's had that like moment where he's like, I got to do better. I got to be better. Other, other than like you know, stepping up and stepping in and playing right, right, for right. Kareem. But I think I think any player would have done that that wants to win. Mm. I think Nixon would have done that just as much as right. Magic, you know. Yeah, and Cooper was pretty vital. But And Cooper, oh my God. Uh, oh, his, that yeah, concussion. That concussion got cleaned out. But Oh my goodness. Uh, I actually feel the same. Okay. I was thinking about it pretty hard and – I, do, I also don't feel like, at least at this point in time, in the story being told in this season, he's evolved at all as a person. But he's 20. 
when you That's, said when you said he was mm-hmm. twenty first, I thought he was twenty four, twenty five because I thought he had finished college, but he had just gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one and done. One and done. So that would make sense. I think to see magic, to see the only real change in him. Not that there's a change necessary per character in a show or anything, but it helps. I think you know. Um, but, but anyway. I think we also have so many seasons to go. It had there only been one season, I would have probably been more disappointed mm-hmm. in not having seen him evolve. But because we were already greenlit for two and three, uh, two, right. probably three. Probably three, yeah. Um, I think we will watch him evolve a little bit more because I did look into Scrap it a little board. bit more. In the mm. Listen, this is not a spoiler. But he obviously has some differences with Paul West's head. So I wonder, what, I'm actually excited to see what that looks like. Because how do you, how do you fall out with Paul West? That he's already falling out with himself. Which I'm curious. <laughs> Literally, when Jack McKinney was like, you know, when he said to him, like, um, Paul, what did he say? He said, Jack, I'm sorry how this played yeah, out. Yeah, I'm sorry this all played out. This is not how I wanted. I'm going to quit after this. Yeah. Like. McKinney's like, don't quit. I want to play against you now. Mm. You know, because who better to play up against than the person who knows you? How do you outdo yourself in a way, right? And Paul's like, I'm going to quit. I'm never coming back. I should do my own thing, right? Like, right? It's like, (laughs) it's, you know, I hope, I hope to see it too, because there was, when I saw Paul behaving that way with Jack in the driveway, it made me think back to, I think it was in the middle of the season. Mm, probably the last third Paul and Pat were talking they had just become interim coaches and they were Mm -hmm. talking and Paul was having some struggles and then they had the real one-on-one finally and Paul was like I think I've come to terms with the reality that I'm just a number two Mm -hmm. and like I don't know why that scene in this show has really stuck with me and it's upset me how come? In a, like, in a way that, like, because I'm rooting for Paul. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wanted to, like, jump through the screen. It's exhausting. Paul, please, man, pick your chin up. Like, you're good at this. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just there's now that to know now that there's a future, right, mm-hmm. a guaranteed mm-hmm. more story yeah. to come. I would, oh. I'm like excited to see how that actually plays out. Like, Me. if magic's falling out with you, what have you become? Right. What are What are you turning? Is magic in the wrong, or is Paul in the wrong? And then to know that, and for the show to uh, remember when <laughs> Paul said one last message from the bard, which I thought was awesome, but uh, he started doing his doing one last quote. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Everyone was reacting the exact same way they had all show, except for Magic. Magic was understanding all of the uh, hyperbole, hyperbole or hyperbole? Um, no. Neither. Neither. How do you say that word? Oh, no, no. It's, I don't think it's hyperbole, what you're trying to say for that scene. Well, I'm saying for like poetry, when you're using specific like. I thought hyperbole was like an exaggeration. Well, that got, maybe, I don't know, because he was talking about, like, going to war and stuff. So, like, does that count? No, that would just be, like, a metaphor. 
Mm, I need to because the hyperbole is like when you're being exaggerated. Like you said, you cut your fingernail with you got a paper cut. Mm-hmm. A hyperbole would be like I got sliced and my my finger was spilling blood. Mm-hmm. You're like exaggerating a, like something that is small. Gotcha. Okay, so not hyperbole. Yeah. Whatever literary terms fit for poetry, those metaphor. Things- those things were happening for magic on a very deep level, it okay. seemed like, in this scene. Okay. And it was the only time it ever happened in the whole show. Okay. That I'm aware of, at least. So you saw magic, like, receiving that information. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed like it was the beginning. It was the beginning, sort of, of this relationship. So to know interesting, what's coming. I thought they all thought the same thing. I want to look at that again because yeah. I I was looking at it and I was like wondering, seeing who picked up on it. I thought maybe Pat understood what he was talking mm. about. So when Pat came in, like, let's get the fuck. And I was yeah. like, okay, so no one got what right. Paul was saying. But you're saying magic was like right. his eyes were opening up. And- yeah, and he was his body language was responding to the mm. cadence and the way Paul was speaking and all okay. that. So it was like he was he was in. I was hoping by like the end of the season they would all be excited to hear the bard. You would think so. It, but I feel like Paul was really forcing that one in. <laughs> and he goes, oh, the body. What, what was it like? It oh, was like, are we uh, fit? Are we fit to fight this one last? Yeah, he was like, we are fit to lose for our country. But if we win, but should we win? Or shall we win or be the victor? Uh there are there are few, so the glory will be many. He goes, but if we win, and if we win, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, he Paul. Was, he was in. He was full spear. Okay, so I know we talked a little bit about Jerry West, mm-hmm. and I feel like towards the end here, it's Jerry West and Bill, basically, and they won. Mm-hmm. And Jerry West is like in the sidelines, kind of like. You know, kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, like right outside the locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's like peeking in. Yeah. And and I thought it was interesting because I feel I, I actually felt related to the scene in particular where Bill's telling, you know, Paul's like, we did it. We did it. And Bill's like, you did it, too. Kind of mm. like. And Paul, uh, Jerry West goes, I didn't do it this time. This was you. guys. Then he goes, but if we lost, it would have been you. And he was mm. like, and I felt like. You only take the negatives. You don't take the good stuff, too. Right, right. And I just thought, like... Yeah, that was great. Damn. Yeah, I really resonated with that a lot. Didn't think I ever could see myself in Mr. West, and, and here we are. That was the second time Bill had dropped a gem like that. What was the first gem? Remember the first one, same game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, in the, they're in the hallway, and right before it starts, mm-hmm. they, uh, Bill starts telling him the story about what happened to him right after high school. And he goes... When I was in high school, I graduated. Then on a Monday, I married my high school sweetheart on Tuesday. Then I got shipped off to the Navy on Wednesday. Mm. He was like, and while we're all on this ship, we're all every once a week on that ship, the TV or the tube would show some Mm -hmm. kind of game. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter what the sport was. Was that the same not it wasn't outside the locker room. This okay. was in the hallway leading into the gym, the, okay. the actual playing gym, not where the players are in the locker room. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're talking about was after. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about right before. That was this scene. 
I yes. mean, in this mo- in this sh- episode. Yes, yes, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's talking about how they, he didn't understand why they picked basketball. Well, he was saying um, he didn't understand why everyone gathered around the screen to watch a game. He was like, yeah. we're a bunch of kids playing with the ghost of death on this ship. How could you be focused on a game? And Jerry was like, That's, or yeah, Jerry West, he was like, it's a great point. It's a great point. And then Bill goes, then I realized, well, how could you not? Right. And to me, it all made sense when he said that. Mm. Like everything he was leading up to with his story. Because that it's was like, this scene. This, that was this episode. This episode. I'm like 98% sure. Because I remember that one, mm-hmm. but I thought that was last episode. No, I know. It's definitely this one because Jerry's wearing the same. Well, I don't think. Game I'm six was in my head an episode and I'm like nine. I remember where I was when I saw it. That's mm. all. That's why I'm like I'm trying to remember where. I no, I need myself. to make sure too because I re- I watched three episodes today just mm-hmm. to like kind of really pack yeah, it yeah, all. Yeah, in. yeah. No, no, you're you're fine. I mean, he, Bill, whose name we finally remember, is mm-hmm. dropping gems. It's dropping gems. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting. After Bill says that, it's basically like we're we're watching. You know. Jerry West is like, where do we go from here? You know, this mm. whole time I've just been, I'm even thinking like, how have any of you guys been getting paid? <laughs> Jerry West, how are you getting paid? You're you're literally like not the coach. You're not really the liaison yet. You're mm. kind of scouting or not. Or right. No. You're kind of like on call, really. But you're there you're every like a day. Consultant, right? But you're there every day. Right. How can't. is Buzz paying you? I, I can't imagine Buzz is paying you. I mean, he might be because I'm sure you know Buzz pays everyone. Yeah, I'm not sure how retirees work. I don't um, know if like the league pays you or something. I don't know. But here we are at the beginning of Wes's like liaison executive career. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where he office. where basically like Bill's like, I'll see you on Monday and we'll do this all over again. Mm-hmm. And I thought that tied in so well when they're getting their trophy. Which I thought was funny that they actually had a trophy given that David Stern was like, David Stern was asked, do we have a trophy <laughs> when they went to go get the commissioner? <laughs> commissioner. Commissioner. I mean, he didn't even go to the game because he was like, oh, there's definitely going to be another game. Like yeah. there's one more game left in this series, which is a seven game series. And this was game six. I'm expecting like David Stern to be like, I'm going to get the commissioner. I was waiting for a lot more of his New York to come out. Really? Yeah, because David Stern, I'm pretty sure, is... Inspector Clouseau, right? <laughs> I mean, he looks like him, but he's not Commissioner, <laughs> Commissioner. Speaking of, I watched um, Peter Sellers' Pink Panther, like, last week. The original. The one that... I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Yeah, the original. Um no, no, I, no, I mean the first one. Right, like the first Pink Panther. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Two. When he was in the uh, house and everybody was in the bottom and he was like swinging on the <laughs> on the gymnast like poles. Yeah. And so he was there's like, Pink like, like Panther, the then there's, there's, then there's the ret- two. Then there's a return of the Pink then Panther. Then there's a return of the Pink then Panther. Then there's shot in the dark. Then there's shot in the dark. And then I think he just had maybe a few one shots and it switched to Steve Martin. Yeah, but the one that you saw, was that a shot in the dark? Or was that no, the Pink Panther strike? Pink Panther Returns. Returns, okay. It's the one I saw. Okay. Recently. But the one I'm 
basically overall what I'm referring to is it's when then the commissioner is in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's in the loony bin. <laughs> I mean, what a what a masterpiece of a comedy. But oh. I'm we've never talked well, I've never told you because we've never really talked about this, but I'm pretty sure my foray slash obsession almost into the entertainment and creative space mm-hmm. came from you. Mm-hmm. introducing me to that movie because mm. i don't know if you remember it was a, obviously a very long time ago and i wasn't really like what obviously i'm into now okay and it was here i think at this house uh-huh. we were upstairs and and i told you you were like let's watch this movie yeah and i don't know where you got the dvd but you had it i and, bought it oh <laughs> Well, you know, I was younger. And it just came out of nowhere. That's what it felt like. Just like those uh, those candies that have the wrapper that looks like a strawberry. You don't buy those. They just like yes. appear yes. at home. Yes. So you played that movie and like. It, it's, like it's like the first time you read The Importance of Being Earnest. Yeah. Because yeah, you got yeah. it out of my room. Right. Yeah. No, it, it, literally, <laughs> these are like core memories for me. Like, like changed my life. Changed yeah. my life. So, That's yeah. so funny. It's big sister energy. Yeah. Big yeah. Energy. She introduced me to Oscar Wilde. Changed my life. Mm, that's so funny. Yeah. I mean, great stuff. I, I always go back to mm-hmm. Peter Sellers, anything Peter Sellers. Anything. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the original Pink Panther. Yeah, of course. The when they look for the Pink Panther diamond, mm-hmm. I hadn't. I actually only had seen the Return of the Pink Panther first, mm. and then I went back. So to wasn't see the, the originals original. like early nineties? No, the originals like late eighties, sixties, like sixty six, oh, sixty three. Maybe, maybe I haven't seen that. It's one. really old. So I saw the remake of the original with Steve Martin, but I have not seen. Oh yeah, that I don't know what those are. Really? I mean, I know what those are. I just they're not that bad. I, but so, compared to Peter Sellers, it's not fair. Yeah, it's like that never happened. You don't like Steve Martin? No, I just don't like remakes. Mm, I like. You like Dune though? Yeah, but that doesn't count. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> because if you see the original, mm-hmm. Holodowski should have just made that original. If it's not Holodowski, it never happened. I mean, I know that like David Finch or Flinch or whatever his name is. Sorry, I know he's a yikes. Don't come after me. I am sorry. Well, let me tell you gmail.com. DF. All right. I know that he's like really big and people are really into him. Actually, have you seen, you've seen the show Atlanta? Yeah, not all of it, but I have seen it. But um Charles Gambino mm-hmm. I think was quoted as saying that his Atlanta is supposed to feel like Twin Peaks like a David F- hmm. is it Flinch or Finch I think it's Finch Finch David Finch okay we're gonna go with DF it's supposed to be DF. like a DF show and if you've seen it it definitely has that feel mm, I did not even consider it until you said it but once he at first I didn't know what was happening at all all the time but then once Mike told me that he read where Taj Kamino was quoted as saying that, mm-hmm. it all made sense. And I, I mean, I've mm. like I've always liked Atlanta, but now I understand a little bit more of like the quirkiness 
how some one episode doesn't tie into the next, but they're still talking about the same thing. Right. Um, but yeah, this this past season, I don't know if you started watching it. No, I know it's the last season, but I need I don't to. know. It's the the next season is the last season. Oh, uh, sorry. Because they're I dropping that, two this year. I thought that was it. Okay. No, no. This one just finished. The next one's coming in like September. Gotcha. Um, but this season, the drop season three, oh, stranger than fiction. So strange. But it's good. It's really reference a really cult good. classic like Stranger Than Fiction. It's really good. Really? Oh. Best, best season thus far. That's three, right? Or four? Three. Three. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah. So I mean, last thing, by the way. I don't know if you got the trailer when you watched it. But when I watched oh, the yeah. finale. Oh my god. Are we talking August twenty first? August twenty first? August House 21st. of Dragons. <laughs> House of Dragons. Yeah. I'm literally gonna take a week off work. Yeah, I um, and I'm gonna watch all the Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've already like wrote it down as like things I'm gonna do next. I have like I'm we'll get into that another time, but yeah, it's already on my, my list it's of a joke. Like, it's shows a joke. How cover. dare they? They dropped that trailer as well as finally the new Avatar trailer. Oh, I haven't seen that trailer. Same span of days, really. No. Well, is it already out? Not the movie, but the the, the trailer at the very yes, least. yes, should be in my story actually. Um, so here we are with bus and the trophy. Mm. In the, I guess back in the day they used to do it in these really tall, small rooms because now they do it out. That's and true. They, they true. do it on the on the field. That is accurate. I can say for certain. And so they're in this room. And you have Dr. Bus, who's like teary eyed because, mm-hmm. again, it's this high low where like he's still mourning the death of his mom and finally in and achieving everything, everything that he said he was going to do against what everyone said he couldn't do. Against quite literally all odds. And he's still like, oh, <laughs> to have that confidence to say we are going to win no matter what. And have everything go against you, mm-hmm. and you did it and some. Mm-hmm. And then to say that to Red Auerbach, the Celtics owner, uh, to like see him and be like, "Yeah, you got all those nice little plaques. That's nice." He goes, "All the ones that don't count." Yeah, <laughs> he's out oh, here as a fan. It's like, ugh, it's so cunty. So, <laughs> oh, I but just hope. Oh. About that sequence, yeah, I thought. Remember right before he walked into that press conference, mm-hmm. he flashed into, uh, I think he was with his sons, and the camera had zoomed into his uh, uh, profile. profile, and in the, his head voice said, it was his mom's voice, his mama bus. Oh, yes, remember? yes, yes. And yeah, she yeah. said, you know. Um, don't be such a like, sore yeah, loser. Yeah, don't be such a, a sore, sore winner. Loser. You you promised me you'd show me that smile again. Mm-hmm. So then he went. He said, "Really? He didn't say anything. He didn't say a thing." He said, <laughs> "It just made me think of secession." But he didn't say anything. He was mm-hmm. like, "These guys fought hard. This is the result <laughs> of their work." Yeah. And everyone went crazy. And then we got true bus mm-hmm. right when the mic was moved. Oh, which was the which was the best it part? Was the best part because they what did they say? They said. So, you know, you're you're a rookie yourself. How does it feel to like have a winning team? And he goes, Well, they did their job and they did great. 
and we won. This is the result of all their hard work. And then he goes, what do you expect to, what, what's next? He goes, do it again next year. Right, right. And I thought, oh, that feeling of like all of this to feel nothing. Mm-hmm. All of this just to feel nothing. It, it was like, and. And then he goes, or everybody else who he goes, right, for all of these. He's, he's like, <laughs> he's like back here and he's like. Oh, to everybody who said I couldn't do it, you can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Pip. And I was like, yeah. Uh, I wonder lo- if, that's, if there's a real clip of that. Me too. That's a good there point. There should be. Maybe. You think he got scat? Oh, well, I don't think he's alive anymore. So No, no, no. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, But almost to like even full circle it, you made a comment earlier that I thought was like perfect leading into the end mm-hmm. um magic and dr bus mm-hmm. are sitting in the locker room yes and, yes, they, yes, and yes. they look like obviously magic spent and dr bus is probably just you know like mentally worn out mm-hmm. but everybody's like around them talking and celebrating but it's also not it's like very quiet mm. and they're having yes. that exchange it's so quiet and it just it, it without much dialogue you can tell like through the body language that mm-hmm. they were just like, is this, is this what this feels like? Mm-hmm. Is this it? Is this it? Is this all there is? So to me, it makes you, it, it was like, let me ask you too. And this will be the end. I promise. It feels like, it felt like they were also kind of breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. because it was literally the last thing they said. He was like, well, is this the end? And then he turns to Matt, Dr. Bus turns to Magic and goes, well, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we got to do it again. And it felt like those two actors were talking about the show. Mm. I'm sure that wasn't the case. Yeah. But it felt that way. So it felt like a double layered message. Mm-hmm. So it was very Which nice I think was probably intentional if yeah. you if you picked that up. I didn't pick that up at that mm. point. What I picked up was when they were just like, you know, because they kind of kept saying that, well, we're just going to do it again. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for them, maybe at the very end, it was kind of the hype. They've built all of this up, mm-hmm. put money into this team. 80 mil. 80 mil. In the 80s. Oh, and so, you know, they're, they've, you know, it's like when you work yourself up so much, you know, or for example, like when you're working on a project mm. and you're working yourself up on this project that's going to be the greatest, bestest, like project you've ever done and everyone's going to get it. Mm. And then you do it and then you're just like, why do I feel like. Right. Where's the. What why happened? I feel empty or whatever. Yeah. And I think it's because it's more about the journey, right? Than it is the destination. It's mm. like. And I think for these two, they, I think one of the thing, two things that they, one of the things that they, one of the things that they both struggled with mm-hmm. was what they're chasing. They're, they're chasing, mm. there's something that they're chasing, right? Which I think Bus described it as he buys buildings and he like yearned and yearned and yearned further for his building. And then once he got it, he Wealth, was. Wealth, I guess, really. He was crying because he right. was like. I got the building I wanted. Why do I still feel like this? And mm. I think the same thing happened for Magic. You know, he's in LA. 
he's making money mm-hmm. he's you know he's coming in as the rookie but why does why does he still feel like everyone is rejecting him like why does everyone rejecting him why doesn't he feel this mm. warm welcome that he's supposed to feel like he's kind of also feeling a bit like confused mm. isn't this what he's supposed to be chasing the game the ball like the limelight mm-hmm. why why is everyone telling him otherwise so I think both of them sitting at the end because they're the ones that we started with you right. know, when they're both sitting outside like the getting the hamburgers. Yep. Yep. You know, now these this. two at the end, they just won and yet they look so devastated. Yeah. Honestly, they look defeated. Yeah. They, they just look won, exhausted. But they look exhausted. And then he goes, why is everyone, why do you think everyone looks, I think Buss said, why do you think everyone looks at this? And he goes, because I don't think they believed it either. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's all like a buildup and a combination of everything that they hyped themselves up for mm-hmm. and was like winning worth all of that. And I, I still think the end result was yes. Right. Because they still got one of these. <laughs> and you she know? put her hand up and there's a ring. <laughs> right. No, totally. Like, that was a long-winded answer to say. No, no, no. It was perfect because it, it makes me wonder now. All I'm going to think about are the kind of things that they're going to try and touch on, at least yeah. in the first half of the second season. Is like, I really do you think hope... that they'll like, you know, do two years at a time, or are we really mm. going to get every year? Yeah, there's. I would. Admit, that's a good question. Are they going to like jump through time? Right, because this this was two years, right? Yeah, seventy nine then eighty. Oh, this is right. the seventy nine eighty year. You're right. You're right. This is one year. This is Um, just one year. You know, what's next? What's next, right? And it's always what's next. And then we see what's next. And we're like, this is incredible. Claire is VP now. She's treasurer. Beautiful. That was such a beautiful. I I mean, he has such a good heart. He he has his moments. You know. Like he said. um, Did you ever, did you watch the after show? I actually didn't this time. Oh, it was really good because it's John C. Riley and Quincy. Oh, okay. Because okay. they're the last two. Yeah, thing. yeah, okay. And, I'm definitely going to watch. Oh, John C. Riley. Oh, my goodness. He's just so freaking funny. Mm. But he talked about in that after show how he was actually going through his own mourning mm. um, while he was also recording wow. this season. So he felt really close to uh, Doc. But I was going to say Bussy. <laughs> Whoops. That's not what that means. Um, do you know what Bussy is? No, but like I'm sure it's something you know, that. I'm not going to explain it. Just look it up. So, uh, so yeah. So he talks about how he felt really close to Dr. Bus. Mm. How he felt like he um, was mourning through the process. Also mourning with Dr. Bus. He said that he didn't read the script ahead of time he only read what he was shooting so he felt like he was also discovering these things at the same time as oh, dr wow. bus was That's a great strategy which allowed him to really come into the role and he was getting like teary-eyed mm. and like crying and i was like oh my god <laughs> what is happening it's a really good after show i think it's my favorite after show so far i'm gonna have to watch that yeah it's a good one it's, it's worthy of a watch. I just learned everyone that a bussy is. <laughs> you looked it up. The 
a, a word to describe. I, I don't know if this is right. Someone that mm-hmm. identif- sexually identifies as a bus. Oh, no. No? Okay, no. that's all I found. A bussy is, um, it's, a, it's a butthole. Like women have. Mm, oh, there you go. Slang term for a gay man's butthole. Yes. It's a bussy. It's a bussy. A butt pussy. <laughs> you, you said it. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm going to use that word all. We are a pro LGBT. Yeah, of course. Alpha game. I had. I have no idea. This is me learning this word literally for the first time. I had no idea. I do not know if this is derogatory or not. I don't think so. It's hilarious. Yeah, really. it's. You know, I don't know if I'm allowed to use the term, mm. but I I use it until I'm told I can't or I shouldn't or it's you know. Gotcha. You just like to say, "Move your bussy." <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it all throughout the whole season. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still learning at the end of the season, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, just know I'm going to take that, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not going to take a bussy. I'm just saying I'm going to take that word. Wow. <laughs> and use it because I find it very funny. Um. Well, you heard it here. Mm-hmm. You heard it here. Let me know if you guys have any other interpretations of that word. I thought you said let me know if you guys have any bus. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is this is the greatest show on TV. Look, I'm not going to say those words, but it is (laughs) a unbelievable show Mm -hmm. that I can't wait for. And honestly, I can't believe, at least for now, it's the end. Yeah, I mean, we started this March 6th. Wow. May 9th, May 8th. That's wow. when it ended. It's where May. Oh, man. Oh, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much no. for being here Thank and co hosting and guesting. It's been fun. It's been great. Oh, it's been pretty. It's been pretty life changing, if I'm honest. Life changing. Yes, even yet again, everyone. <laughs> That's great. Marge <laughs> has. In- installed another pillar into my being i now have three solid pillars do you understand that you are paul westhead (laughs) (laughs) how have you not seen yourself as paul westhead this i've seen it a few times i just don't like admitting it Uh, someone told me that when they listen to me sometimes it sounds like i'm thinking about every word i'm about to say but you are. But I am. <laughs> and that's exactly what I told her. I was like, I literally am. You're like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not intentionally talking that way. I'm I'm very reactive. I prefer to res- to do the respond the quick wit. Because, mm. you know, that's kind of where the fun is. To say something crazy that mm. you don't even like, it comes out of you. And then you just have to deal with that. Yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather watch two people deal with one person doing that. <laughs> That's what I'd rather do. But yeah. Well, here we are. We've reached it. We've reached the end of season one of Winning Time, guys. Thank wow, you so much here. for hanging out with us and 
tuning in every week, hearing our voices. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Is... I wouldn't be offended if I put you to sleep. Same. Um, that's journey. kind of a goal, actually. Mm. I hope that you listen to me to sleep. Yeah, please. Disease. That, that would be, I would love for you to say, I actually listen to you because your voice is so soothing and puts me to sleep. Mm. That would be a pretty great compliment. Yeah, that's. Also, no one, no one has said it yet, but you know, don't be shy. I, I literally don't bite. Yeah, I'm gonna start going by the bard now. <laughs> you should be going by the bard. You know what? We'll see. Just keep an eye out, guys, because I think I'm gonna start rolling with this persona. Because you know what? It's me. Fuck y'all. It's me. All right. I'm the bard. Yeah. Whatever. That I'm the should bard. be on your hinge, the mm, bard. Yeah, and if honestly, if we match and they get it, instant date, instant. But, uh, all right, well, I guess it's hard to say goodbye. <sighs> but it must be done. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I guess until next Thank time. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.